All right, welcome to the Rewired Life podcast. Today's being done over Zoom. And we have a very fun character on the podcast today, Georgia <laughs> Gilly. She's rad. You're going to get to know all the ins and outs of Georgia's life and her deep, dark secrets on this oh, episode. Geez. No promises on that one. <laughs> uh, but hey, Georgia, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. This is fun. This will be a good time. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, it'll be fun. We met, how deep in are we now? Six, six months? Uh, a little more than that, maybe. Yeah, at least six, seven, because I started just right when school started, yeah. so September. Yeah, yeah, which seems like five years ago when we're under quarantine. It does seem like <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I like time is really different at the moment. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like what a day feels like or what a week yeah. feels like, like I don't know. I'm I'm adjusting, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um so hey, give us a little bit on Georgia, a little bit about who you are and how you got to this. I had a friend say that Okay. Hear me? Yeah, I think we just had to cut out for a second. I think we're good now. There okay. We go. Okay. Um, okay. So I am a mom and a wife. We're celebrating our quarantine, our 14th wedding anniversary under quarantine here pretty soon. Nice. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, I have been powerlifting. So how I got to rewired was I've been powerlifting and competing in that for a long time. I needed a change up and then. Um, like just long story short, people were trying to convince me to, to join the family. And then I, I finally did. And so, um, I won't look back now. All right. (laughs) Uh, how long have you been powerlifting? Um, I think that this would be my fourth year if I, I didn't compete this year because it was canceled, but uh, yeah, it's been like three or four years. I like it. Enjoying it. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's different. It's I I don't I'm not one to go with the with the normal things people go with. Yeah. <laughs> so as as a woman, I wasn't ever concerned about like um certain I I mean I always just wanted to be super strong. Yeah. I like that's what my body type is. That's what I like to do. So um it's a little little different, but that's what kind of got me into that direction, which was which has been really fun. Yeah, that's rad. And then now CrossFit just adds like it's just adds icing on the cake to, to getting strong. So, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting too, cause we've had, I'm not going to pretend like it's, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens, but we've had handfuls of athletes that came from powerlifting and kind of got into CrossFit to help, like I would say bump up their training or at least add in some variety, uh, yeah. keep their training going and vice versa. So we've had people come from CrossFit and be like, okay, I really like the lifting thing. I don't really love the whole breathing thing, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, which is, is fun. But I, they do complement each other, I think, better than some people realize. You know, like sure. um, even within the sport of powerlifting, like unless you're at an extremely elite level, like one of the best in the world, the the general physical preparedness that CrossFit does such a good job at when it's delivered and executed correctly, like it can really enhance powerlifting. Mm-hmm. I think no rad. matter what we get in our comfort zones and we just want to stick with that. I mean, that's the problem. It's, well, I, I like to squat and bench. I don't like to deadlift. So sure. then my programming that I do for myself in a week has a lot of squat and bench <laughs> and very minimal <laughs> deadlifting. Yeah. So it's just forced you to get, to get more well-rounded, yeah. which is good. Well, yeah. it's interesting too, because your deadlift is actually really, really strong. Oh, I don't feel like it is. It's like the same as my squat and everybody, most people, their deadlift is just blows their squat out of the water, yeah. you know, Yeah. but I'll get there. Yeah. It's, it's on its way. All right. It's on its way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk uh, professionally. So what, what does Georgia do for work? Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> I recently quit my job mm-hmm. um, at some, a place that I really, really loved. It was a great office, but, um, I quit my job to work for myself, which is something I've wanted to do for a couple of years and just never, um, kind of pushed myself to do it, I guess. I mean, it's not really that it's just the timing wasn't there. And so, um, I quit my job in February 
and started my own business in the middle of the pandemic, which yep. has been great. Yeah. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am, at, I run my own business now. I'm Rocky Advising. I do business consulting. Right on. Yeah. And what, what's kind of your niche within the business consulting world? Like who do you work with or what do you offer? My main focus is small businesses. Mm-hmm. I like working with business owners that are super passionate about what they do and community, not just profit, but it, there's that like personal touch yeah. and that personal focus and it means a lot to them. Um, so that's my niche is helping those people um, recreate their culture so that they are able to give back to the community with a great culture for their employees, as well as just like strategize. Um, it's easy for people to have great ideas, but they don't always have great ideas and know how to get there at the same time. So that's where I can come in and be that missing puzzle piece to, to easily look at things from the outside and go, okay, here's, let's do this. Here's what yeah. we need to do. And here's the steps. So I love it. That's awesome. And yeah, I mean, uh, are you, are you thinking you'll be mostly in Spokane or are you moving beyond this, <laughs> beyond this area? Oh, I mean, my dream would just be like West coast yeah. to just be able to go um, everywhere West coast and just find that it's, it's finding somebody that my personality fits theirs and their personality fits mine that we have matching um, kind of values and, yeah. and focus. And so that goes beyond uh, Spokane's a great place to start, but that goes beyond Spokane. I've, I have a network in California. Um, I have a client that I'm working with right now in Boise um, so it's, it'll be fun to just kind of expand, expand that to like West coast. Yeah. Has it been, uh, I'm sure it's been unique given that, you know, yes. coronavirus happened like literally yeah. right after you made this transition. <laughs> right away. So is that, has that had to change, you know, anything as far as you launching or how you're, you know, working with clients? Yeah. It did change things, but for the better. And I think that mm-hmm. it kind of. I think in the first couple of weeks we were all in like this place of what in the world is going on and fear like personal wise and business wise. And, but then we, you kind of settle in and you get out of that and find the best. And so I am like a zero to a hundred person yeah. with things. If I have an idea and something I want to do, I want to do it two weeks ago. So it's, this has forced me to do slow down. Yeah. Um, I think if there wasn't this, I'd be out there networking and getting clients and kind of going to step 20 and, and missing step one through 20 yeah. of starting your own business. Cause I'm just ready. Okay, let's work. Let's do this and not kind of doing some of the, the little back office stuff that needs to be done. So it's, it's forced me to slow down and make sure all the proper steps are, are done. I've, I've taken the time to, to plan a little bit more, um, get my website done, get a lot of those little, things done that aren't, aren't the most fun, Yeah, but, but now it's, everything's really organized and, um, ready to, ready to go. So it, it did adjust, cause an adjustment as it has, I think for everybody, but it's been, it's been go- a good adjustment. It forced me to slow down. Dude, that's great. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, honestly, a uh, silver lining probably in a lot of ways. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there were so many things I wanted to do in the beginning that it's good that I didn't because now I'm also my kid's teacher through the rest of the year. And you know, there's things that like, Oh man, good thing. I didn't sign that lease uh, agreement or good thing. I didn't go and kind of jump into these other things because now I'm, I'm home with kids until September or beyond who knows. Right. So that's going to create, that's going to require a lot of flexibility and, uh, and working from home and, and stuff. So it'll be, it, it will require an adjustment for how I go about um, building my business, but for sure. it'll be good. Are you, uh, will you be like home office for a while? Or are you looking to, to yeah. rent a space? I would love to rent a space because I just, that's just my, I've worked from home for a couple of years now and I do a lot better at like leaving the house to get some work done, having for uninterrupted sure. time. Um, but Sean, my husband travels a lot. And so that isn't always something I can do with if the kids are going to be home, can't always leave to go to an office space. But yeah. yes, down down the road, I would like to to have a space that I can I can go to to 
to meet people and, and yeah. just to have, I picture it just being covered in whiteboards and just getting all sorts <laughs> of ideas up on the walls, you know, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. meeting with people and just having like these fun sessions where we just throw everything up on, up on walls and yeah. just have a fun time with it. And so that'll be um, down the road. We'll do that. But, Love it. and it's, I mean, it's great timing. It's weird timing, but like, it's so great to, for business owners to get to go, okay, what I was doing wasn't working. I wasn't, I wasn't meant for this. I, even if nobody was prepared for this, but it allows, it's allowing everybody to get innovative. Like we've just seen the greatest, Mm -hmm. I've seen the greatest business ideas. I've been able to work with people and throw out some different business ideas that when you're in it, you don't, you don't see. And so it's nice to have a partner that can come in and, and see quickly some fun new ideas to do. So um, when we're all let out, I think it'll be cool to see what these small businesses do because whether yeah. they're doing them now or, or, or later, they're going to realize they need to change things up. And that's the funnest part is getting outside of the box and doing things differently than everybody else. And so it'll be fun to see what kind of what happens in the next couple of months. Hopefully people don't forget yeah. this, this kind of moment and needing to be innovative and think outside of the box and go against the grain and, um, hopefully we don't just get back to our heads being down and forgetting kind of what we learned during this time. But yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be really cool. Totally. I, it's interesting you say that. I had, uh, uh, I don't know, more conversations I feel like than I can count in the last month under quarantine with other, mostly gym owners, just because that's who I you know yeah. network and listen to uh, in this space probably the most. And uh it's been interesting listening to how some gym owners plan to completely change their entire model given coronavirus. Like we're becoming an online company. Mm-hmm. We're going to stick with this. We're, we're going to get rid of our brick wow. and mortar lease. Uh, we're wow. going to, you know, we're going to do individual design over the internet and we might have like yeah. a garage studio that we use, but completely changing their entire model. And then others... I would say maybe I'm a little more like where I'm sitting. Um, this is a really good time to pivot. But like we fully plan on going back to coach-led group strength and conditioning classes. Like that's been yeah. our niche and we're we're going to get back to that. I was like this analogy. Um, got to have a conversation with, with JP who owns uh, Brick Fitness, which he's got like nine locations all across the country that are like wildly successful. Like – uh, I, he's one of the only CrossFit gym that's been able to expand at that level where their average gym is like 500 clients. Um, so they're, they're, he's, and he's, he's a phenom. He's also a business consultant, but he's like a phenom mind in our space. And he gave this analogy the other day that I thought was really solid of like most gyms and most brick and mortar retail for a better word, businesses like, like ours, like restaurants and breweries and gyms and and things where people need to physically show up inside your doors that are being challenged by the coronavirus at the moment. There's this opportunity of like, okay, if your ship was like really strong and you have to temporarily get all of your members and clients off the ship and like into lifeboats, AKA like you got to do at-home workouts for a few months. Like what do you want your ship to be like when you get everybody back on it? And using that analogy, yeah. it was funny because in my head, I was like, that was the best description I could come up with too, is like, we're like a ship and we're underneath a, you know, a big storm. Uh, it's not one I don't, you know, I think we're going to survive it, but, but like, you know, we're taking a storm we haven't really taken in a long time as a business, but everybody else yeah. is too. Um, yeah. And looking at this is like, okay, like what do I want to change when we come back out of this thing like how do i want to operate differently do i want to you know change anything as far as uh you know parts of our culture or system or operations or overall branding or culture things like that and it's in my mind i'm like dude this is this is a it's unfortunate obviously but it's also a really unique opportunity that like you literally have time right now to pivot your business, your life, your family, your career, like whatever it is, yeah. dude, like it's essentially yeah. on pause for the majority of the population. Like take freaking advantage of it and go yeah. build what you want on the other side. Um, I don't know. That, yeah. That's how I'm looking at it. So I'm like, in my mind, sure. probably similar to how you are in the consulting mind. I'm like, oh shit, dude, like we could do something really awesome on the other side of this. Now's the time to work on it. 
So I'm like, yeah. I'm getting giddy thinking about that, you know? Yeah, it's getting people out of the fear zone to realize and, and into problem solving. It's, it's shifting that brain. Mm-hmm. People are still spending money. I was talking about this in one of my networking groups the other day. Um, business owners are still spending money. They're investing in themselves more right now during mm-hmm. this time because they've got, they can, yeah. like they're not working. So right. might as well invest in, in their business and consumers are still spending money. Mm-hmm. It just looks differently. Yep. So, you know, get out of being immobilized and, and problem solve and, and find uh, what you're going to do. And it's, that's so why I keep trying to market to people like over the last two weeks of, you can do anything you want right now. Like you, you're slowed down. The transition is is less painful if you have to restructure your your culture, your like how you um, how you've structured your accounting. Like there's all sorts of changes that you can do right now that while it's halted will be a lot will be really easy. Yeah. If if that's what you want to do, and so this is like perfect timing to to do that, and it would be really exciting and. Um, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's good timing. It's crazy. But yeah, once if, if people start being scared and there's a lot that could come out of it. What do you think is like maybe one of the main, I would say pitfalls or errors that a business owner tends to make in a situation like this? Obviously, like we've never been in coronavirus before, but I mean, like right. in, in this opportunity where someone could potentially pause and pivot or change their business or their culture, whatever. What do you think is one of the main errors business owners are making right now? Um, they're not thinking for themselves and they're kind of waiting to see what other people are doing. Mm. Um, restaurants be the first one to be innovative. Don't wait to see what everybody else is doing and then fall in line. Um, and, and that's just in business in general. Sure. It's, it's kind of, I think a lot of people just get in a comfort zone of doing what, doing business the way that other people are doing business, doing business the way other gyms, hair salons, restaurants, like whatever are doing it. Um, and it doesn't okay that that works, but there are other ways to be successful as well. Um, so I think it's just kind of people are waiting that are waiting to see what they should do, waiting, um, just wait, just too much waiting, just take, take the bull by the horns and, and figure something out. It might not work, but what, what do you have? to lose at this point. Um, so I, I think think that's really cool. A friend of mine shared this morning that Panera is selling groceries. Like what they're, they're just selling their food. That's just their food. Yeah. But, but they have food on the shelves. People aren't getting full meals right right now or whatever. So they're selling it as they're marketing it as groceries, which people are getting right now. And they will, would love to have their food and they're getting rid of, the food that they have on their shelves. It's yeah. not going to go to waste. It's just, just that like the smallest little shift. Right. And you think like, Whoa, duh. Why didn't, why didn't we do mm-hmm. that? So, um, yeah, I think in just, instead of waiting, just kind of enlist in help enlist in your friends and in whatever to, to kind of change, to change it up and still create a way to, to make business or to yeah. make business work. Yeah. Do you think uh, do you think you'll see a long term shift in a lot of small brick and mortar places uh, across Spokane on the other side of COVID nineteen? Do you think it's going to look different? What? Sorry, you cut out there. Sorry. Do you think you'll see like a big shift in small brick and order brick and mortar businesses in Spokane on the other side of COVID nineteen? Yeah. Like, do you think it'll look a lot different? on the other side of this, or do you think it, for the most part, it's just going to return to normal? I wish it would look different. I think mm. just in personal lives and business, you know, we are like, wow, this is great. I get to spend time with my family. I should do this more. Um, I think nature or just like the natural way of things is people are gung ho for changing everything and changing routine and changing um, personal life. And then it just, it quickly, we for, quickly forget. So I would love to see things look different. I don't think they will. I think that the uh, like money spot is going to be for those people that that remember this and do mm. change things. Yeah. Once um, this is back up, find another source of revenue, find uh, another way of doing things so you're you're prepared. Not to say that this is going to happen every year, but sure. 
we're, we're so prepared for so many different natural disasters. Were we ever prepared for a virus? No. Right. So, uh, like, appar- not apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> no. So it, it is kind of interesting to maybe you need to change things up every couple of months. Maybe you need to change things up every couple of years and just have um, be thinking on your toes a, li- a little bit. So I would love to see it change. I don't think that it that it will as yeah. much as it should. It is interesting. I um, have a conversation with uh, another gentleman the other day that it, it's almost like if anyone that's, that's listening has ever gone through like a really, really bad depression, it's kind of like COVID-19 in some ways of like your whole life drastically gets caught off guard. It slows down. And all you can think about is like, man, I can't wait to like get back to normal yeah. or like get better yeah. again or like not I'm going to appreciate things so much more. Totally. And then like, you yeah. know, hopefully someone does like they, you know, whether it's, yeah. you know, they need some treatment or therapy or whatever it is, they get to the, like this spot where like they're doing better again and how quickly we forget yeah. and like take things for granted of like just being able to sit and not feel like, you know, blue and depressed all the times. Like that's a gift, man. Like don't waste it. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I, I would be, agree with you like that, that, I don't know, human nature side of all of us that's like immediately forgets like uh, those dark times that, you know, could be like one of the greatest pivoting success stories, you know, we've ever had is like I was in this really dark place and I'm not anymore and I'm going to never forget what it was like to be there. Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but it is like it's so tempting once things are good again, just like, oh, good. Like, let's just go back to cruising. Yeah, because it's a comfort zone and everybody wants to be in their comfort zone and people are going to be scrambling to just get back to where, okay, this is what it was like before and this is where I'm happy and just th- put all of this back into the back of their heads. Totally. So Have there um, been we'll any- see, but there's going to be some good opportunity for businesses after this if they take advantage of it. I, I think so. I think uh, I was listening to some quote unquote like experts in just the micro gym field. Um two big names, one from East Coast and West Coast. So Jason Kalipa uh, from the West Coast, and then Stuart Brower from the East Coast talking about, you know, the predictions like 25 to 30% of micro gyms will not survive this, which is a pretty big number and scary. And that sucks. And that's a reality. Um, And not like anyone's a COVID-19 expert, like they openly admitted that like, hey, guys, like we haven't done this before. We don't know. But based on stats, we know of like, how much money most gyms have in savings or how they operate on a budget, like about a quarter, if not more of them will not financially survive like COVID-19. And that's, you know, probably a conservative prediction if I was to throw in my two cents. Um, But I know in our industry, like I don't want to see any other local gyms go under. The reality is like, that's a, that's probably going to happen. But I also think there's going to be, an increased demand for businesses that are local and single owner and like places like honestly like a gym where you have an opportunity to like rub shoulders with people and like there's a community and relationship feel it's also like obviously good for your health and it's part of your team you're like I want to be around other people and I can't right now because I've been cooped up in my house for months like I think on the other side of this like gyms and bars and restaurants and things like that like I hope they're packed for a while. Like I can't wait until the end of this. And like, you can't go to this restaurant because there's a two hour wait. She's like, that's freaking awesome. Like, I I love that. That's good. That should happen. Um, and I think there'll be an increased demand, but like the truth is there's probably going to be a decreased supply, uh, which is sad. But I look at that as like, man, there, there might be a lot of growth on the other side of this for a lot of small businesses that are in that kind of people and relationship side of things. Yeah, I think we have appreciated our local businesses and are trying the best we can to rally around them during this time to keep them going. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it's going to be enough, we'll see. But I hope that that keeps going afterwards. We don't just go back to the the big restaurants and whatever. That We just continue to keep supporting our our local places because they're going to need it during that recovery time. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. So there, yeah, it's, it's hard because just the business trend in general is for entrepreneurs and people that start businesses is just after years still, you know, 80%, something like that can fail. And yeah. and like 60, even after, I think it's 60, even after like five years. So 
you know what how put themselves up is is can be hard right now yeah yeah are there any other small businesses in spokane that you've seen adapt and just get creative and find really unique solutions i know you mentioned panera which i think is genius that they're doing groceries it's so genius um yes and who else was somebody else is doing oh dry fly uh, genius making the hand sanitizer yeah. and they're getting no profit off of it. But when you have a heart of serving and giving, it will come back tenfold. Totally. Um, it's, it's so smart. It's, and that's the thing too. Oh, I could go going on this for a long. You don't have to sell something to increase your business. It's, right. You can give, give to your community if that's your heart um, and your values and, and, it will come back. So some people are like, well, but I'm not selling this for anything. And I just so into like a plus B equals C and, and, um, but so I think that that's been super innovative and awesome helping our community plus just using their resources. Uh, there's been others, but I'm trying, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but yeah, just a different ways of online marketing and yeah, I'm using that. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting. Like, kind of I've been trying to kind of keep a list of like all the quote unquote businesses I've been interacting with on COVID-19 that like have just adapted and are still delivering service like mm-hmm. simple things from like obviously like our church right now is not physically gathering together they're going online and like that's cool yeah. there's actually thousands of people watching each week as opposed to like several hundred I'm like that that's kind of cool like that's yeah. an awesome way to do it or like you know, um, my daughters work with a speech therapist and they've just been able to do that over zoom. And, mm-hmm. um, my other daughter who was in a, you know, a spike, basically a full body cast because of her hips. Uh, like she's been able to do PT appointments over zoom. And like the gal literally just uses like a dolly to explain it. And I'm like, <laughs> this is freaking awesome. Super cool. But yeah. I like dry fly was one. I was glad you brought that up. Like I, I don't think I've yeah. ever actually physically gone to their location. I've like had their stuff before. But, like I will on the, on the other side of this, like simply 100%. because I'm like, dude, you guys provided hand sanitizer for like all of Spokane. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like way to go. And you uh, know, people are going in there and getting hand sanitizer and grabbing a bottle of booze at the same time. Totally. Like it's just that <laughs> sense of like, you not <laughs> Spokane. We're in this yeah. together. Like I'm like, that's yeah. super cool. I like oh. that. No lie was doing, uh, they had like $8 growlers and then they had this kind of custom made growler that you got for free when you bought the grout, bought beer, yeah. beer, but, um, and it was, and it's like this customized, like we're in this, we, what does it say? They made shirts with it. They made, but it's like, we're in this together yeah. type thing. Super great message. Yep. Great deal. Uh, so yeah, just finding, I mean, just taking advantage of it has been pretty cool. Yeah. I know, uh, uh, it's not far from our house. So I go there frequently, but like, uh, one of the little beer to go spots, uh, in Indian trail, happy trails to bruise. Uh, he used to have like a very successful trivia night. I don't know. It's like Wednesdays or something. He just found a way to do it online and has got like hundreds of people participating in it. I'm like, dude, that like That's genius. Cool. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, hey, like I would love for you guys to come by and like get a beer from us first and then like we'll do it over Zoom or we'll do whatever. I'm like, That's that's awesome. Like yeah. I don't know, just gotta get creative. Yeah. Uh we've definitely gone to places gotten to go from places I've never been before. Totally. And um so that's been we don't do that often, but it's yeah. been cool we tried uh people have been telling us this for a long time we've never been there but we got it to go the other night uh is it coonies the thai place uh oh yeah that's my favorite people kept talking about them, like and my yeah, wife Katie, so really good. really likes thai food and i i don't necessarily although every time i've had it i'm like that was actually really good dude yeah. it was legit and you got a ton of food so good ton of food super fresh and the owner is is always serving you when you're when you go eat in yeah. uh and just really friendly and they're pretty great yeah i like it yeah I what's like been it. your biggest like takeaway personal or business or both during this time Ooh, um on the personal side and they're, honestly they're pretty similar uh but on the personal side like not taking for granted that 
this might be a memory in my three, I have three daughters, so twins that are five, and then Remy's like a year and a half, almost two. Um, like this might be a really, really fun memory for them. Like they're, they're young enough that they don't really understand that like this is scary for a lot of people, right? And scary. like the economy yeah. is at risk for the most part, like in some people's businesses are going to go under and this yeah. is, you know, they, they're too young to understand that. So they kind of see this as like, you know, dad's home all the time and like we don't have to go to school and like we got to FaceTime yeah. with some of our preschool <laughs> friends and like show them all their toys and like, yeah. and like my, you know, my daughter that's a year and a half is like, she thinks like the fact that I'm home in the morning is awesome and like. Just enjoying that yeah, time. Yeah, because does that life. ever happen? Have, like, I mean, you're never. No, I'm I'm home. up at four a.m. Uh, you know, yeah, and coaching by five, and like I'm doing emails before that, and like I'm, I don't ever get this much time with my daughters at all, or yeah. with my wife, to be honest. So like, although you know, it's it's unique to adapt to like I'm not used to being home this much. I'm I I'm I like to be on the go. I like to work. I like to stay in a good rhythm and be consistent. Yeah. And this is completely taking all of that away from me, but like trying to yeah. enjoy and genuinely like appreciate and value the time I'm getting with my family, because this is like outside of something, you know, crazy unexpected. Like this is never going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I was talking to, uh, was it my father-in-law about this the other day? And like, even in retirement, you wouldn't get this much time with your family because no. their schedules are slowed down too. Like everybody's schedule is slowed down. So that, that's been one of the big ones is like trying to just really value this time with, mm-hmm. uh, with my family, which has been, you know, it's been awesome. Like my, my yeah. wife's been a, a champ at like coming up with things they can do that are, you know, schoolwork related, even though, you know, they're preschool, uh, but like doing yeah. arts and crafts and, making fun games and learning, you know, the alphabet and numbers and like, you know, I'm theoretically their PE teacher. Uh, <laughs> so it's, that's been fun. Um, like just time, yeah. time with time with the family that I wouldn't have got outside of this. That's probably been one of the biggest yeah. ones on a personal note. Um, and then on the business side, I think it's still in process, obviously, cause we're, we're not done with this. Uh, I think really, anchoring and doubling down on the things I want to keep on the ship when we come back to it of like, I I know for certain, like this part of our culture, absolutely. This part of how we operate, uh, you know, how we deliver things, how we run class, like honestly taking that time and like just putting everything through the filter and deciding like, this is going to stay, this is going to stay. We're going to tweak this one slightly, we're going to stop this one. We're going to add this one. Like, but being able to literally take this time or it's almost like a timeout in a basketball game and being like, Hey, like we, we got to come out with this new play when we get back onto the court. That's, that's how I've approached it. And I mean, outside of COVID-19, I I don't know how like you, you're, you're ever going to get an advantage like this time right now to be able to pivot like that. So, um, I mean, I, I fully plan on the business being really strong on the other end of this, but I feel like now it'll be extremely intentional with, with each piece that comes back with it. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite word is intentional. Mm. It's because you can have a plan and it's just, but it's, it's just strong. We have to be intentional about um, who, who your customers are, who your clients are, who you let in, who you don't, who your employees are, what, what strategies you allow yourself to spend time on and go with and what you don't. And, uh, yeah, it's good. It's a good time to just take back. I've been reading a lot of books. Have you, yeah. I think I've talked about them before. Have you read the E-Myth? No, I have not. We might've talked about, um, like the E-Myth, the pumpkin plan. Um, what's the other one? Give and take. Like there's just some that really talk about selling from a, a heart of giving, mm. um, and just why businesses fail and like how to plan, how to put together a good business. And it's, they're really good, but yeah, it's a good, it's kind of fun as a, business owner or entrepreneur like self-development books are also business development because yeah. you're the business yeah. so it's a you get a two-for-one deal and you read right now but yeah it's been it's a lot of good learning to be had too so that's another thing i've been doing is just taking the time to increase my knowledge for sure yeah i think for like one of the things that, that comes to my mind as you ask that question too i know i'm essentially going to give a second answer 
is realizing like, um, I'm very convinced that the main, I'm not going to pretend like it's the only, but the main reason we aren't going to go under, um, is honestly because of the sweat equity we have put in with our members. Like I remember like talking to my dad about this, who's, he's very business minded. Uh, he's been a great mentor to me and, and, um, before rewired was even a thing. Uh, but interesting. He's like, man, if, if only that small percentage of what you think right now is it's like 20, um, about 20% have needed to pause. Uh, and it's, it might be a little bit overshooting. It might be less than that. Um, but like their monthly membership, cause they lost their job or they had to move or, you know, like they, they, they needed to, it's not like they wanted to, but they, they needed to. Yeah. It's like, man, for only that small percentage to do that, like that, that to me goes back to like, I think that's evidence that one of our goals of like serve our members, like that, that's why we exist as a business, like serve our members. The, that I feel like has been rooted and recognized and is one of the reasons why we aren't failing right now. Um, it's one of the reasons why like our staff's continually getting paid. It's why I'm confident we're going to be strong on the other side of this. It's why I think we're going to be really hard to kill as a business. Like those reasons of like, <laughs> we, I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend like we do things perfectly. I'm not going to pretend like there's areas where I think we couldn't improve on, on how we serve members, but that customer service, customer relation, unique niche that we have created is, is honestly like our blood life like right now um of like we put in enough sweat equity with people they're like dave like we get it this sucks we really would rather you know if we're going to pay this money we'd rather be able to work out in your gym but i understand we can't do that right now so like thanks for giving us some equipment thanks for making at home programming and i get it's not optimal but like we're going to hang with you because you know we don't want to see you guys go under like that to me is like Man, if we hadn't had that, uh, if we were structured very differently, like we we might be hurting really bad right now. Um, mm. Interesting talking to yeah, a friend. That loyalty is oh is man, important. crazy. Interesting talking to a friend on the west side. Um, runs a really really strong gym, uh, but he's punch card only. And what's really scary about that is like, dude, you have you have zero money coming in right now. Uh, like, and he's. He's done a great job. He's he charges a premium. He's a smaller footprint. He's got a great location. His rent's extremely high. He pretty much runs it by himself. But his in in the past, in a normal circumstance, like his punch card only was bringing him more revenue. But then doing like monthly subscription pricing, he was getting like yeah. twenty to twenty five dollars on his average visit, even for people that were doing single drop ins or like a ten time punch card. But I'm like, man, that. Oh, that backfires really yeah, bad. You rely it's, on people coming in. Oh, what do you do now? I'm like, dude, yeah. I, I hope you can. I hope you can survive this because he's he runs a great gym. But man, that's that's really scary. Scary. Very scary. scary. So yeah. How about uh, if I can ask the same question back to you on business and yeah. on personal? What's been some of your big you know takeaways? Um. Personal, I think it's just the same thing. It's just instead of going, oh my gosh, I wish you would go back to school. It's just taking the time to appreciate it for for what it is, um, to appreciate getting to slow down. I have to be forced to slow down because mm-hmm. I work best under pressure with 800 things going on. Yeah. Uh, so same thing. It's just to not have 800 things going on it's hard and it's learning to not be frustrated with it to not just wait for this to be over, but to go, okay, what are we going to do today as a family? What are we going to do to, um, it's to appreciate the time together. So that, and so that's just business and personal. It's just allowing myself to not have 800 things going on and be okay with it. And, uh, just spend time as a family. Like Sean travels for work, so we're never around each other this much. And at first, it was like, "Oh, this is going to be rough." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to make it, and it's been great. So, oh, um, you know, to to spend it'll be like what two months by the time this is over. Spend two months with your family. Um, that's not something we get to do. Yeah. So 
that's been that's been great. And and then to start a business during this time has been hard, but it forced me to slow down. And so, man, when this is done, like all my boxes are checked and yeah. it's going to be great. And I need to keep the mentality going that just every once in a while I have like a, a plug in time and a, like a check in mm. time that I'm like forcing myself to just stop and not think about what's next and where am I going next, but just stop and like take a pulse of my family, take a pulse of my business and see what needs me to slow down and what needs my attention right now. Yeah. Love that. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I've uh, got 10 chickens now. I was going to ask you about did the chickens. I, I noticed you, uh, you <laughs> built you a chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> I call it like Corona crisis purchase. Yeah. Seen, at least, I mean, I've seen people getting puppies and kittens and mine oh, yeah. was 10 chickens. Yeah. So, yeah. I saw, but, uh, was it, I think it was Bush light. Um, so like the beer company <laughs> and I'm, just going to go ahead and say like not the greatest tasting beer ever, but I have a newfound respect for this company. Anyone that, and I might get this wrong, so I apologize, but anyone that adopted a dog from like, I don't know, a certain chain of like, you know, uh, shelters or whatever, they would give, I think yeah. it was a three month supply of Bushlight beer to anybody that I would adopt a dog. Something crazy oh, like that. Yeah. So cool. Like so cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, you know. in a lot of humane societies, we're like, hey, you're going to be home if you want to foster an animal or adopt mm-hmm. an animal. Like, what better time? You're home. Yeah. Which has been great. I've wanted chickens for a long time, um, for like probably three years. Yeah. And, but it's, they need attention. They're small. They're, you got to take care of them for a while. And, you know, we don't, and Sean's gone all the time. So when's he going to build a coop? And, so this was good, good timing for that. Well, and I saw, <laughs> yeah, you know, obviously over meals. Instagram stories, uh, that's a legit yeah. chicken coop, dude. It, I mean, it's like the deluxe package. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah, nice. Yeah. He's done like an awesome job. He, he got some plans online and it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. did you say 10 little chicks? Is that right? Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, that'll be fun. Wait, I don't know how many of them will be hens, but we'll sure. see, hopefully most of them. Yeah, that that'll be that's pretty fun. Yeah. Have you had any other uh, Corona crisis like impulse buys, or is that has that been yes. a big one? Yes. No. Um, I got a Peloton bike. Oh. Did Katie tell you about that? I. It's not I, here yet. Okay. Is it how how many weeks is the wait? It was like four to six, but I'm yeah. getting mine in two. Oh, wow. So that's not bad. It'll be here next week. Yeah. But um, kind of just the same thing with like business is going, okay, if I can't leave the house, I am not motivated enough to go out in my garage and get like a good workout in myself. Right. I've been getting it done, but like not the greatest. So finding out what I need in, in these times and um, I do great with classes, obviously. Yeah. And so just having a way to kind of get my sweat on helps me yeah so do, done that so that'll be here next week which i'm excited about wanted one for a couple of years too and then a lot of shoes i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> they don't do me any good right now yeah like i i'm not going anywhere i'm just wearing my dollar old navy flip-flops everywhere but yeah it's i gotta get off that because everybody's you know everybody's having great sales right now <laughs> right yeah <laughs> they need to drive and it's working. I'm, I am buying stuff. There you go. Do it, doing it to keep the local economy alive. Obviously that's, you know, yes, the main I'm motivator. just giving back. Yeah. <laughs> just Steve Madden. Steve yeah. Madden really needed my, my yeah. money for shoes. I'm sure they're probably doing pretty yeah. well right now, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've had, uh, uh, I've taken a few, Oh, my friends are giving me a hard time about this, but I've, I've frequented Home Depot a few times. Uh, yes, I saw that. Yep. I've seen you tag your truck tag in yep. a few yeah. photos. Now, <laughs> I think it was Brennan that tagged me on that. And to be fair, I feel like yeah. every time I've been there, I've ran into Brennan. So I'm going to throw that right back at him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like um, honestly, kind of random things. So on the business side, like I had a few things in storage that weren't like we weren't using. We just... We had extra parts to a rig uh, that I had bought a long time ago because the price was right from a buddy that wanted to get rid of it. And I've sold it off. And I think, I don't know, I've made like almost a thousand bucks doing that. I've just like, that was just chilling in my garage. And it was one of the things like I had forgotten about and was like, 
I guess I'll yeah. get rid of it because these are Sweet. worth a crap ton of money right now. Um, yeah. And then just cleaning up like, you know, the actual location of rewired, like our building looks so freaking legit right now, but nobody can see it. So I'm like, God, <laughs> I wish like people could see how cool and like clean. And we've added like, you know, obviously like we want to be careful on our budget and not like, you know, spend a bunch of money on things right now. We don't need to yeah. like little small adjustments to like aesthetic stuff. Like our bathrooms got new shelves and, um, you know, finishing up my office. We finished putting the sauna together. We, you know, did some more trim around the whiteboard, like just little things that honestly weren't very expensive. Um, but kept me like, especially when this initially hit, I was like, I'm a, I'm a doer. Like I got to go physically, I got to do something about the business. I don't know. Like I got to figure this out. So part of me, I think it was in like, you know, impulse of like, I got, I just got to like go to the actual gym and do work. Uh, Mm -hmm. so that for the first week, you know, like did a bunch of little gym aesthetic touches, um, for the house to be rearranging it. I, so I was told for anybody listening that's a member at Rewired, uh, I have this thing where like every six months I completely rearrange the entire gym. And this last version we've had, which I think has been around since September, October, it was like right before we yeah. uh, rebranded. It hasn't changed since I started. Correct. And it, I think it's like the long-term one. I know I'm going to not want to say that publicly, although I just did on this podcast, but <laughs> When this first hit and like, I think it was Annie and I were doing some work in the gym and Katie and the girls all showed up and they could just see it on my face. Like I was standing there looking around at the main training area in the gym and they both looked at me and they're like, no, no, you are not (laughs) rearranging the gym. I was like, well, what do you think about like, no, you stop it. I was like, okay, then I'm going to, I'm going to do something. I won't rearrange the the main gym, but I'm going to, I'm going to do something. So you know, I, we did a couple of small aesthetic things that didn't rearrange it, just enhanced a few areas and that. Well, you know, and when we come back, we'll be able to have the garage door open. Oh my gosh, dude. I can't wait. It's, it's like the greatest garage door in gym history. I swear. It is. And I'm, it's, it you know, is. warm enough now that it's, it's mostly been open. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I'm excited for that. A couple small projects, the house, like some garden boxes, um, I'm going to build like a big storage bench, I don't know, little things like that, uh, that are within my limited scope of construction ability. So, yeah, yeah. I've learned this. So I get oddly frustrated when I build things. I don't know why that is. I feel like my like inner anger, like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it comes out and I'm like, gosh, I should really just do this alone. Like in my garage when no one can hear me. Cause I like, I get genuinely frustrated at stuff. My wife's like, God, you always yeah. do this when you build things. I'm like, I, I don't know what it is. I have no idea. Are you good at building things? It's I'm like that. You're I'm just a, that mechanically. <laughs> I, it's probably because I'm like average. And in my head, I'm like, oh, I can build that. And that's like, you know, I'm like, no, that would actually take someone who really understands engineering and construction. And I'm like, yeah, I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, I can do it. So it's Fine. very, it's very humbling. You know, um, I'm getting better yeah. though. I'm getting a lot better. Yeah. yeah I, got, I, don't, like, I don't touch any of that. That's like one skill that I think just amazes me the most is like when someone can build something like truly unique and custom, like just with their hands, like something that's like, they didn't follow a plan. They're like, Oh no, they like completely did this customized. Like, dude, that's such a cool skill to have. It is cool. And even with YouTube, I I can't quite do that yet, but I'm, I am getting better. Yeah. When we were remodeling our house, um, we had like walls torn down and everything like that. And we'd come in and Sean would go, yeah. So then over here, how do you want this? Cause over here will be the, and I'm like, I, I cannot see it. <laughs> like I don't. So my designer had to do like a three, you know, the, oh, yeah. the virtual thing. Yeah. So I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. How far 20 feet is like, what is, I don't know how, but they can, you know, he could see it. Yeah. And just like, you know, I, that's a talent. I yeah. can't, I can't do that. I have to physically see it. Hey, that's, that's why you guys make a good couple then. (laughs) Yeah. So, Hey, before we close out, I always like to give people an opportunity to shout out a local business uh, in Spokane that you just want to give a, Hey, like these guys are awesome. Go check them out. Um, Is there one, I know you, you know, obviously we mentioned a few on here. Panera is doing some cool things. Dry fly is doing some cool things. Uh, you know, happy trails of brews, a, b- a bunch of those, but is there another one you want to give a shout out to before we wrap it up? 
two. Yeah. Can I do two? Love it. One that we've seen on the news um, and that's local is Italian Kitchen. Yes. I know that they have a good heart and a good heart for community. They have great food and are struggling. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that as a business, they put it out there that they are struggling. I think that's like huge when someone can admit that uh, we're having a hard time, help us. So I'm trying to put that, their name out there as much as I can. And um, they're doing like big to go pans and um, different stuff like that too. So yeah. um, if you're looking for something, for dinner, um, Italian kitchen, and then um, craft studio. They that's where I get my hair done. My friend owns it. They're locally owned. They're in the same building as Dryfly and No Lie, and um, they're doing a lot of online orders. If anybody is needing hair products, that's what I that's what I had to do for a girl. Like yeah, I, you can't just go into a salon right now. So online orders, and then. Um, just supporting local when we are able to go back totally. <laughs> and yeah. get ourselves taken care of. Um, that's a, a hair salon that, that I love and I would love to support. Oh, those are two great ones. Good calls. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Georgia, if people want to follow you, stay connected with you, uh, yes. Instagram name. Hangry underscore GG. Hangry underscore GG. Love it. By the way, yes. Uh, I think you're like one of my wife's favorite people to follow on Instagram. <laughs> if you guys don't follow Georgia, you should. She's super funny. Uh, Random. I like, I would say you could be, if this is the right term, you could be an influencer on Instagram. Yeah. I think you're super entertaining to follow, yeah. especially now that Thank there's you. very small live animals in your house. It's, it's really upped its yeah. game. Yeah. I know. I'm going to be like the crazy chicken lady just like outside in my robe with like, just walking around with my 10 chickens, but it's fine with me. It's funny. Cause that I feel like people that, you know, used to be like the crazy chicken lady walking around with a robe in their yard, like that six months ago is looked at as like, that person's not all there in the head. And right now it's like, Oh yeah, they're such a patriot. Uh, they're I saving wish I had the country. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh man, this is so weird. Uh, well, cool. Yeah, Georgia. Thank you. It is a weird environment right now, but it's good. It's yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you. This was a ton of fun. As always, love getting to chat with you. Yep. Um, Guys, hope you're doing well. Thanks for tuning in to the Rewired Life podcast. Hope you enjoyed Georgia. Again, go follow her on Instagram. It's a great time. Peace. (laughs)